listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 59 on Ed Reach. Welcome to the Dojo. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, July 7th, 2012. Ed Gamer's part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. Jerry? Yes? Tell us about yourself. My name is Jerry James. I'm a visual arts teacher in Chambrig, Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. So, Jerry? Yes? You've been keeping busy? Oh, uh, yeah. Summer busy, I would say. It's been, uh, it's been a pretty busy time around here. Not, not too much crazy stuff happening, you know, but uh, just, just the usual, surviving the hot weather. What about you? Well, it's, uh, yeah, surviving the hot weather is, is fine. You know, I really got bothered by, like, CNN. I was flipping through channels. CNN was on, and they're talking about, oh, this heat out east. You know, <laughs> like, know. the east coast is the only place in the United States that exists. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, you know, we got, did you see the um, the pavement buckle? I think it was up in Minnesota. Yeah. Did you see that? It was Wisconsin, the, I think, in the Wisconsin. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> it was all, yeah, awesome because nobody got hurt. It looked like a video game. It it was this guy just took off and somebody of course was videotaping it. <laughs> Nobody went down to warn anybody. Hey, don't I don't know, but um, videotaping this vehicle that just took off. I'm losing my voice here, Jerry. Uh oh, better find it. Okay, I think I found it. Okay. So um yeah, so it's been really hot. The kids have been wanting to go to the pool, and it's just like. You know, yeah, that's great. The pool's probably like it, it was. It was like bath water. Uh, and what, what you're hot, and then you get into a warm. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. So, no, I've been. Uh, you know, we had Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, had that going on, and you shot and, off some fireworks. You did? No, you did, didn't you? Oh no, I. Do you have any hands left? Uh, you're not you, supposed to play with fireworks. I know. I. I I did as a teenager, but that's that's a whole other story. So we had some fireworks, and um, there was a few places around um, where I live where they canceled it. I was about to say, wait, you guys actually had fireworks? Our, all of ours were canceled. Seriously? Yeah, because it was too dry and because of the heat. And you've, you've had more rain than we have. Um, maybe barely, just, um, just one day. But we also well, had a... a like microburst up here. I forgot that's your your big weather person. It was yeah. It was not an official microburst, but <laughs> essentially, Unofficial. yeah. Essentially, it's exactly what happened. I think it was the day before the fourth, two days before the fourth, and it was crazy. Just like I feel terrible for the people in my neighborhoods. I mean, it was taking trees down, putting trees yeah. through cars. You know, oh. through, like through car windows. There's bunch of cars just bashed up uh, ripping siding and uh, we have some of the, the townhomes with like copper copper roofs you know they yeah. put the copper on there that was getting ripped off like, Ooh, that's not good uh, i watched a roof come off of a building like the whole roof and then there was just like a chimney sitting on a minivan next to uh that's not good it was a little weird that's not good a little weird no, a lot of your storms were developing up near you which is north of me and then heading down south of um 
uh, Lake Michigan, all the way through Indiana, Ohio. And that's what the, that big storm uh, that came through and hit the East Coast. And there's still people without power from those power outages almost a week ago. That's brutal. So and it, <clears throat> here's our technology angle is that some people are having problems with like Amazon and other websites uh, because there's a lot of East Coast servers. I guess everything's out in the East Coast, Jerry. So <laughs> there were some websites and others that were having problems because of the power outages. So yeah. it's it quite interesting. We lost power for about nine hours. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I guess. No, you know, this was before the 4th. This was like well, a couple days because they told us that it was going to be out for almost a week. Um, mm. We got it on after nine hours, but I, I do still have friends and family that were didn't get it back until like a day ago oh man yeah so 90 degrees luckily my neighbor had a generator so we ran oh. the fridge on that and uh charged the old iphones and had to we had to rough it out for a whole nine hours which wasn't yeah. very long but i feel bad for the people that that were oh. without air for that amount of time uh yeah yeah that's not fun at all not fun at all so you've been you've been doing some stuff at school though haven't you um Eh, here, here and there, my own grad classes, stuff like yeah. that. Did so. you have yearbook stuff? Um, yeah, we did a little yearbook. We did like a week of yearbook, and then we've kind of chilled out on that for now. So we'll pick that up okay. again sometime later. Okay. Well, next week I get back into training, mm. uh, some training modes there, helping out teachers with technology. I'm getting feedback, Jerry. You're getting feedback? Yeah. Is it good feedback? No. <laughs> no, I'm talking about I'm hearing my voice. Really? Yeah, I'm hearing my voice. <clears throat> I'm hearing fine. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Well, moving on. That's better. You did something, didn't you? I didn't touch anything. I think you did. Sitting three did. feet from the computer. Whatever. Okay, so some uh, some news this week, gaming news. And now we talk about weather, you know, because that's that's our other podcast, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thunder Thunderdome. <laughs> that's that's what it, that's cool. That's awesome. That's, They're making a new Mad Max, aren't they? Really? I think so. Oh, that's nice. Okay. So Lucas Gillespie sent us an article Ooh, from his yes. Lucas, yeah. Uh sent us an article from his uh website. Don't incentivize games and play in the classroom. Now when I read this, I'm like, oh, this makes total sense. And then I felt bad because it's like, okay, I've done this before. <laughs> So the whole gist of this is that don't make games an incentive. Like, okay, when you're done with your schoolwork, kids, now you can go off and play a game. Right. And that's that's what he's saying is that's not good because games can actually be part of the work. It should be one and the same. And not that, it, you know, like work is evil or games are evil. It's just it's all part of the part of the same, I guess, realm. Mm-hmm. Is that what you kind of got from it, or? Yeah, I'm I'm stuck on the image. I love the image. It's hilarious. The dangling oh. controller in front of the, like the carrot and carrot. <laughs> yeah, the carrot uh, and stick. stick. And carrot. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's said it's a stick and a game controller. Like yay. So, <laughs> um, you know, after we one of the quotes he has in here after they after they've successfully I'll speak English completed their assignment I'll let them play blank. Mm-hmm. And he sees teachers using this approach, skill and drill, um, even with skill and drill educational games. So I don't know. What what are your what do you think about this, Jerry? I, I really like the one thing he says down at the end here. Um, 
don't make it a reward. Good games can stand on their own pedagogical merit. We often talk about fostering lifelong learning in kids. We need to encourage them to be critical and thoughtful consumers of media, including video games. That's awesome. So when my wife saw me play this, play Civilization V, uh-huh. um, you know, I got the new expansion, which we'll talk about later, Gods and Kings, and I played over 300 turns of that. I should have said, I am working. <laughs> That's absolutely right? right. This is not a game. This, this is... is- this part of my ed- education pedagogy. Oh, hey, it's like uh, sports reporters get to pedagogy. get to watch sports and say, "Listen, I'm working. Don't bother me." You should be able to write this. Off. You know what? I should be able to write this stuff off. I think you should, like especially your electric bill for power. My cable stuff. Yeah, cable. Because that's my internet. So I understand what he's saying. I what I keep going back to is. Um, because we have a tutorial time, which is like advisor, advisee, uh-huh. and it's kids that don't take band or orchestra or any type of music. So I have the, we have those kids split up between the rest of the teachers. And, you know, they're supposed to get their classwork done. And what I've done before is like, okay, you get this done, then you can play Civilization. So he's basically saying, no, don't do that. But part of me is sitting here thinking, well, they need to get their stuff done. So how do I how do I change this for the kids? Hey, when you're done with your your math assignment, you can work on civilization. Do I change? Does you know, changing the word? Does I changing think, play or work? No, I think the larger problem there is the, to be honest, probably the homework in the first place. I mean, if you talk to somebody, you know, that's that's really like getting progressive about this kind of thing because you have to admit if you have something in the room some kind of video game in the room that you feel is educational that's not edutainment you know then you're probably a progressive teacher in the first place so if if you're in that progressive state you know like the homework should be the okay the reward for (laughs) work it through are you thinking of the flip stuff no the reward for finishing the homework is finishing the homework like the, the there shouldn't be a reward for finishing the homework besides finishing the homework. Like that's part of if it's part of the learning process, then that should be the the learning process. You know, some kids need more than that, but some kids don't need a reward. Some kids need to see the point and the purpose in the homework to be able to do it. So, I know that's not what the article's saying, but that's that would be my point. Is like it shouldn't be the reward because you should be assigning assignments that don't really need rewards to finish you know and then you don't have this problem but i think what you're doing is is not quite the same thing let's see that's <laughs> tough maybe it is it is, it is, it is and it, it isn't is. Yeah. and how about how about this though um okay i think what some teachers do is that the kids are done okay you can go to these websites and play these educational games right. they don't really have a goal set for those students so if i had set a goal for these students that are in this tutorial time and say, okay, your goal by, you know, by the quarter's end or within, you know, a few weeks is that you need to create a civilization and you need to, um, uh, you need to complete it. And then you have to give them an assignment. You know, you have to journal about your civilization, what's happening. So you give them an assignment. So it's, it's one of those things that they get their math and other things done they can work on that it's just another assignment well and i think that then links it more to sort of what he's saying which is 
if if you constantly make the game the reward, then you're just making it 100% about play, right? I mean, it's just, then the purpose then is just to play, is to relax and to enjoy and to play. Because, oh, I finished the work, now I get to play. But good games and games that we want kids learning from, you know, don't have to be all about play. They're also about learning, which means, you know, realistically, maybe you should be playing the game first. You know, play this game first, get these lessons done, and then do your homework. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, the, maybe the game shouldn't tough. be something that's all, you know, I, I guess it, the game should be something that's used, if they're good games, something that's used in the classroom right. as right. as a unit. It should be as important as homework. And I, and I use I use Civilization as, as a unit within my classroom. So, I don't know. It, it, you know what we need to do is get Lucas on. Because he's got some other plots he's working on, and we need to get him on here to explain this. Because I, part of me feels really bad about what I've done. Thanks, Lucas, for making me feel bad. But the other part is is that there is learning going on. Do I, if they have other work that needs to be done, I, I, well, I guess what you're saying is that it doesn't – that, that – assignment that civilization assignment should be on the same level as the that's that's what i'm saying you're you're minimizing your assignment by putting it after you're minim you're minimizing the game by putting it after their math homework so if they have three what happens when the kid doesn't finish his math homework so he just doesn't get the game so then what's the importance of what you're having the kids play right right Right. the kid's not forced to get to it then you're saying well it's not that important well then why are you doing it right Oh, that's okay. That's opening up a whole. That's opening up my my brain. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Scary in there. It is. Bring that's. I got to map that out. And like I said, I think you're you you have a better understanding of it than I do. But um, I I think yeah, I think we need to get Lucas because we gotta I gotta work this out. So if they have three assignments within that class period, then you know you need to I guess prioritize those assignments which should i what should i do first because you playing that game could be uh, a long-term goal it could take several weeks to get done or then i need to basically say i i got it now jerry i could uh see where they're at within the game and set a goal and say that you need to build um you know, need to build a granary and you need to start building you need to have two um farms on at near your capital city and then you're done. Mm-hmm. So I need to make those goals a lot smaller with, you know, within that game so they can so they can move on to the next to their next assignment or work whatever yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, instead of yep. having an overreaching goal, I need to simplify it, make it smaller, and that way I think it'd be easier to digest for the students and then they can move on and not try to be sucked into the whole game and not do anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm spinning around. Maybe some of our listeners can let us know <laughs> about this. If they're like, not maybe, confused into digital yeah, now themselves. I think I've confused them. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it, 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 I think it's good, though, because it's getting us to talk. Yeah. And that's what I think Jerry, that's what, not Jerry, that's what Lucas wants. <laughs> well, in a, you know, I think to me that's what that's what the article meant was where we were in the end there is you know yeah. it's it's it just minimizes the game and and maximizes other 
you know, learning activities if you're going to say, oh, well, this one comes after, you know, this is, this is your reward. It just should, it shouldn't be a reward. Right. Should stand on its own. And I think the biggest, the toughest part for me is the fact that I usually have overreaching goals for the game. And I think I need to make those smaller and more easily digested because the kid will want to keep on continuing to play the game, the ones that want to play it in the first place, because it's fun. It, it is a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, make those goals a lot smaller so they can be able to do other work. Makes sense. That, does that make sense? Makes sense. I hope so. I hope so. Because the the next the <clears throat> next game we're talking about is the one that I spent over 300 turns playing. <laughs> and it took a long time. It's, if you get your um, chores done, you can play 300 more. See, that's the thing. Oh, Do wait. I, no, that's wrong. I, I know. That's what I did. I, I did some stuff, and I'm like, okay, I got all this stuff done. Now I can play. That's what you have to tell your wife. Listen, you can't incentivize me with... <laughs> I got to play games no matter what. Yeah. Because this is just as important as, as doing the dishes and folding the laundry. And... <laughs> wow. This is getting in trouble. It's not going to so, well. So I have uh, Sid Meier Civilization Five. You know, came out... When did that come out? June 18th of no this is gods and kings so i don't know when the other one came out but um i think it's been about a year so gods and kings has come out which is an expansion pack and that came out on june 18th and i'm like i don't know i mean it's it's 30 dollars and do i you know do you spend 30 dollars on on an expansion is it really worth it well i talked to my friend justin and he goes yeah it's they've made some huge adjustments to the game it just seems to uh, go together a lot more smoothly. It doesn't take as long. I think the biggest part of Civilization V as compared to Civilization IV is the fact that Civilization IV just kind of moves along. You can, you, It just flies along very nicely. Uh, things build semi-quickly so you're not bored. It doesn't take 20 turns just to build a worker or a warrior. Um, it, it just seems to move a lot better. Civ IV does. Civ V, when it came out, it just seemed to just drag along and it would take you forever to build or do anything. And this expansion, Gods and Kings, um, seems to go back to its Civ Four roots. And and basically, it's, it just seems easier to build and, and move along. Now, I think the biggest parts, it talks about the key features here. And I think the biggest ones that stand out to me are the religion. Because it talks about, you know, faith. And that was in Civilization Four Because you, you can't talk about ancient civilizations without religion it's just or, or belief systems it just can't happen you you they go together and some of these civilizations are uh, everything they do is based on their on their faith so that's part of the game so you can build and create things based on how well your religion is doing within your uh, civilization and then they added diplomacy a little bit more diplomacy and espionage within the game um I found it quite enjoyable, and it's it is the saying for civilization is just one more turn, just <laughs> one more turn, because it's it's like oh I just have three more turns and I can you know I build a harbor and then uh, three more turns and oh it's what's the one that they build it's like a um it's like a uh, oh what's the big robots it's like a death robot or something and just a huge it's <laughs> end of the game yeah i don't how oh, i can't remember the name of it but it's just this huge monstrosity of a robot Sounds and cool. it's 
Yeah, it is pretty cool. So, um, oh, I can build one of those, but that takes up one of my uranium um, nuclear uh, resources that runs on nuclear power. Gotcha. Isn't that, isn't that safe? Yeah. Doesn't make you feel safe. You have that. You're in this big robot. It's being a death robot. By, death robot. Yeah. So you know those are those are fun things, and they have some uh, new civilizations that they added. Carthage, Netherlands, the Celts, the Mayans, um, which is kind of important considering you know the end of the world's coming up in December. Uh, William, uh, the first Prince of Orange. You didn't respond to that. You didn't find that funny. The first Prince of Orange? No, no, no. I'm oh. talking about the end of the world, the Mayans. Oh, know. I was yawning. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. Then <laughs> Boudicca and uh, Pakal the Great. And what I like about what they've done with some of these leaders is that if I am Carthage. I am able to – they were around the Mediterranean, and I get a free harbor because they had great uh, harbors within their civilization. They built cities all around the Mediterranean, and they were great trading and merchants, and they mm. used the sea to do that. So they gave them a special skill that goes along with that. They also allowed um, – you know, they have special elephants who are able to go over mountains, which no other units were able to do that. But um, – you know, Hannibal, uh, one of their great rulers, uh, took elephants over the mountains and into Italy to try to take over uh, the Roman Empire. So, hmm. yeah, so it's 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 kind of interesting how they've put some of these skills together with certain civilizations, so that kind of balancing things out. And it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. The only problem, and this is where we run into this, is that especially since I'm my school's going one to one this year. I don't think there's any computer. Um, I don't know if there's any computer in the district. There could be some desktops that could actually run this game. Yeah. I've even had to tone down my graphics settings on my computer, and I got a pretty high-end machine. Hmm. Uh, just because as the turns go on and later in the game, more things are happening. It's having to compute, and I've had to turn down graphics and other things in order for it to run a little bit more smoothly. And if that's the case on my machine, I don't see too many machines in our district. <laughs> yeah. So I'm still, uh, yeah, I'm still using Civilization Four, which I think is is wonderful. But I think as time goes on, and machines are getting faster and better, and if some of these things are running in the cloud, maybe, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that I would be, yeah, I think it would be um, a great game to play. It's far more in depth, and I'd have to put a lot of work in, Jerry, to to match this up with, um, well, Common Core when that comes out, but my mm -hmm. state standards for social studies, because I've already done that with Civilization 4. Nice. So, uh, speaking, because I've got this through Steam, um, we'll just go on to the to the other uh, Steam sure. uh, yeah, announcement. Just, just skip my article altogether, it's no big deal. Altogether, and then we'll come back to you. But Teach with Portals, which we've talked about before, using Portal 2 and their Puzzle Maker. Yeah. Um, I applied for and got licenses for my students. That's this awesome. So now I'm having to um, go through, I'm going to read through the forums, I'm going to read through the lessons, I'm going to work with my science teacher, and, um, you know, it's there's a lot of work that needs to be done because, like I said, this would have to be installed, and it's what's wonderful is that it's, it's free, and I know it's a beta, so who knows how this is going to play out once it is um, in full mode. If they're going to have people pay for it or are they going to move this along. What I'd really like that to see, though, is that Steam say, okay, here's Portal, uh, Portal 2 and the Puzzle Maker. Here are some other games that you can get 
um, that are educational uh, worthy, yeah. and you can add on there. Because I, I, I still haven't downloaded the, the program. I'm assuming that it's a little different because I don't think – I don't know. I, I hope they're not able to see the different games that are on there, like Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Be, I don't know. I don't know how That'd that's – And it would also be interesting um, to see who – decide what to put in that category you know like how is steam going to decide educational you know i mean there's enough debate about that already yeah i think these these two things you know the portal 2 and puzzle maker i think are i think those are there's no doubt i mean it's right i i'd hope not civilization i would see that like really i mean uh, you start adding other things in there yeah there's going to be some gray areas Mm mm-hmm be it'll be very interesting and it'll be interesting what they if they still offer this for free yeah uh, yeah so that that's a lot of licenses to acquire that's for sure yep oh hey they just i just noticed on here because they, i went through the lesson plans i guess more and more are being added because they have physics mm. uh, um you know let's see they have gravity building an uh, oscillator conservation of momentum they've talked we've talked about that there's math uh volume of figures and the puzzle uh puzzle maker 2d nets for 3d figures an intro to puzzle maker and they just added a lesson somebody put a lesson in here for language arts influence of setting and portal 2 so this looks very cool students take notes on the characters and setting and the introduction of the first few levels of portal 2 from these notes and descriptions they examine how characters are influenced by the setting and the story huh. of this. that's very cool i'm yeah i think this could be a lot of fun but we can't make it just a game to play after they're done with their work right jerry right. it's got to be important it's got to stand on its own Okay, so that's more things that I got to think about. So, um, going to the other article here, Level Up Book Club, Jerry. Yes, yes, uh, another Lucas given uh, given thing to us. Huh? He's helping us out this week. He is. He is. Yeah. This is a. Uh, this looks like a pretty good one. So it's a couple of librarians from. Um, let's see. I think he mentioned. I think one's Maryland and one is North Carolina. Um, so it's kind of in Lucasville. Um, <clears throat> two people that have put together a website that is kind of going. Let's see. I want to call it. You know, they're leveling up. <clears throat> it's almost essentially kind of like experience points. You know, it's it's gaining gaining points and it has a leaderboard um their their site which we know there's there's not a huge description about um what's going on but from talking to lucas and other emails we kind of have a a good idea of what it is essentially it is a book club and i do i do like their game design they kind of stole the old nintendo controller there um for their (laughs) website design so um essentially what it is is a book club about uh gaming and learning so they're they're picking out great books, it looks like, and you get to vote. You know, the group gets to vote on what book they're going to do next. There's a little online poll, and uh, I saw some some big names on there. You know, some some James Paul G, some Kathy McGonigal. What? Uh, wait. Kathy McGonigal? No. I was reading the <laughs> word Kathy when I said it. Um, what's Jane? What's her name? Jane. Jane. Like the no, let's not go through Tarzan. The yeah. Um, oh, no. um, 
Kathy has a nice ring to it too. She could have easily oh been goodness. a Kathy. Could have been. Um, that's what I get for trying to multitask. Um, <laughs> Stop playing a game. <laughs> and then um, Prensky, you know, a few other things like that. So they're going through these books, and then you get points. And Luke is probably going to yell at us because I'm I'm probably not right on this but if, as you look at like achievements you can attain points from achievements and it doesn't say how many but you know like if you get the author to mention you on twitter you know about or if you get a, a certain number of hits on a post that you do um then you get points for it and so it, it looks like that's sort of how these people are are getting up on the leaderboard and you know i just think it's uh i just think it's great because it's getting people talking well and when i say people it looks like, as I look at a lot of these Twitter handles and email addresses, it looks like a lot of teachers, which is the great thing. So right. a lot of teachers and a lot of game industry people talking about, you know, how we can do this stuff better. I mean, how great is that? How great is just a giant forum of of teachers talking about books? Yeah. No, It's. I think it's, it's kind of interesting. You have a book club about games and learning. Well, shouldn't that book club be gamified be gaming yeah and they are yeah so i think that's a great way to look at it yeah it's nice it comes it comes full full circle you know and i think it actually puts a really good kind of uh template out there for possible things you could do in your classroom with you know whether you have uh i mean it makes me think like maybe in a photo class maybe i have you know, this kind of thing for a, for a photo class, too. Like, we're reading photo books and photo articles. Because suddenly this doesn't seem like required reading. You know, I mean, instead of forcing my kids to read things, maybe I'm putting it out there. And then their motivation to read, besides wanting to talk about it, would be also being able to compete, you know, in this, mm-hmm. this game-type situation. So, it's cool. Well, I like it. we might actually have a website or a program that could help out with that. Could we? Oh, yes, we do. We do. And in fact, so, it's, it's next on our list of things yeah. to chat about. So um, we tried to get, and I think there was just uh, communication and, and just busy during the summer, but we've kind of uh, jumped onto this website um, that I found out uh, from a local training, you know, computer training session with some local teachers. And somebody brought up this website called Class Dojo. And it's classdojo.dojo.com. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Well, I th- I think they were up at uh, GLS, and I kind of caught them uh, there through Twitter. And they were out at ISTE, and this website seems to be booming. And we tried to get a hold of them. We were scheduled to do some stuff, and I think they ran into some scheduling problems. So hopefully we're going to hear from them soon. But this website... I think is just a great way of we've talked about it before. I, I created a, uh, a form Google form for keeping track of experience points, keeping trap track trap track of uh, uh, behavior data. And so basically class dojo uh, is a behavior management system and 
I'm able to keep track of positives and negatives. Now, there's multitudes of ways that this could be done in many different variations, and teachers are already on their website talking about how they've they've modified this in, in some way, shape, or form because some teachers are only doing positives and they're not doing negatives. Some are doing both. Um, they just added attendance, which I think is really cool. And my idea that I emailed them was about experience points. You know, how can we keep track of this? And, and some teachers are, are doing this because I think the neatest part that gets the kids excited, Jerry, is right up your alley, the art part, which yeah. is what? Yeah, the, the visuals. You know, this is, to be honest with you, this is the first program that I've seen. And, and, and I've seen now a couple programs come down the the tubes that are, are, you know, everybody's huge into data. It's data, 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 and how can we track it and share it and formulate things from it and and whatever you want to do but unfortunately when you when you work with data you often work with obviously with numbers and um oh so there are so many programs that are kind of so you know excel based and and just very unfriendly to the eyes so this is one where um, i really like the just the visual layout of everything it's nice it's easy to you know simple I, I was laughing because we have like 10 and 15 hour trainings on our new program for our district. And this does kind of an incredibly similar thing, but even <laughs> more complex. And it's yeah. much simpler and easier to understand. It takes about 15 yeah. minutes to teach this program. Right. It's very user friendly. And as I'm looking at this, I mean, the thing that really stands out are their little avatars. Mm-hmm. So they have a demo class, which has Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, Cameron Diaz, Daniel Craig, so on and so forth, and each one has an avatar, and they are just these cute little—I I don't know how to explain it—alien type creature like, things. Remind me of Furbies. Yeah, like something like Furbies. that. And they're zombie Furbies. Yeah, I mean they're—they're they're really cute, and the kids would really like it. Well, one of the uh, teachers that I read, uh, her idea was that she gave everybody the same avatar, mm-hmm. and then as they kind of leveled up or reached a certain uh, point where they were doing really well, then they got to choose their um, their avatar. That's a cool idea. So, I mean, so I can see already that some of the teachers are kind of using an experience point um, system. So, you know, I can click on, you know, I can click on Angelina Jolie and it gives me, I can click on positive, which is participation, helping others, creativity, presentation, hard work, great insight, or negative. And disruption, late, no homework, out of chair, interruptive, interrupting, and disrespect. So this is all web-based. They have a little app that can be put onto like an iPad or a phone, and you can all you do is just click on the student, the student's name, and then it gives you the uh, positive and negative, and um, you mark it in. Now the one thing that I was trying to figure out is I think you can go in and change some of these um, I think you can change the positives and negatives I think there's a way to um, to change those up hmm. so I don't know did you see that at all Jerry um, you know I haven't I haven't fooled around a ton yet just kind of getting started so okay so that's I like I said I think that's one area that um, that they might be looking at but it's it seems like a, it's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun for me just to um, mess around with. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, I the visual layout to me was um, just 
in, I mean, they, yes, it's sort of, uh, uh, we talked about it maybe aimed towards students of younger ages, but it's very exciting to think of the ability to create and modify avatars right. as well. I yeah. Like that. So. Yeah. I, th- I think that if that's something there, especially with your art students, yeah, you know, being able to do that. I just got in here. So it's in the classes. I can actually, um, I can add the students in. I can, the behaviors, I can create positive and negative behaviors. Yeah. There. I can add them in. Very cool. Um, and it's, oh, here. Oh, I'm seeing it. They have a new tab. Ooh. See, they already listened to me. <laughs> what, tab one is students. Tab two is behaviors. Tab three, rewards coming soon. Nice. So I'm liking this a lot. Yeah. And, and you can email. You can, you have reports. There's like report cards on here where I can email out um, you know, what the students have done. I can do a daily one. I can do it over a period of time. I can email that out. You also have – students can have access, especially with one-to-one for us, is that students can have access to um, have an account, and they get a little code, and then they can see how they're doing. Right, and that's what that's – what, uh, um, you know, one of the biggest movements we talk, we always talk about um, games being good at immediate assessment, and now you would have kids being able to react to that. You know, you're walking around the classroom, iPad in hand or tablet in hand or some, something in hand, and you, you know, you mark mark a kid for something they're doing right then, right there, and then that kid's got some kind of a personal device or one to one, and then they immediately see that. You know, it's yep. reinforcing ideas at the time that they're happening. You know, and, and obviously that. You know, that leads a lot of questions of how are you teaching and and doing this stuff at the same time. And, you know, that's that's hard to do. And that's that's part of the process of figuring out and fitting it in the classroom. But the concept of that is fantastic. The yeah. concept of having that immediate evaluation and feedback. Is right. Nice. And I, I like this. I did I did a little report here. Megan Fox got, you know, here's her <laughs> report. Um, and it says in demo class on Monday, the 25th. Um, June 2012, Megan got, you know, an interrupting, and I can even put a comment down there. Yeah. So, yeah. So I could have the class instead of demo class, it'd be third hour. Now I don't know if they're going to put time on there when it was actually clicked in. I don't because I think it's done. You have all these things that are done, and at the end of the class, you click in class, and so it's done for that period. I don't know if it'd have specific time, but then the next one down below is on the 21st. Uh, she had participation, so she had a positive. So it shows a, a circle, half red, half green, and it shows the green as uh, being participation, and red was being interrupting, and then it would segment uh, the different parts. So if she had interrupting and missing homework, it would point to those different parts and show that basically give you a, a visual of what those are. And then I can email that out to mm-hmm. Megan's parents. She got in trouble. That's. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Megan Fox's parents are going to be very upset to hear that. Yeah, well, she seems to get in trouble. No, I'm not going there. So, <laughs> Okay, well, th- I think that's a lot. I think we got a lot there. Uh, need to, These links will be on the, the show notes. I think you guys need to check those out. And then let us know if you have any questions, comments, concerns. I'm sure there's some concerns. <laughs> Jerry? Yes? Anything? Uh, nope, I think that's it. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer Podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Have a great week. Beware of Malware Monday. Malware Monday. Oh, that's right. You have to go to the, the website. Oh, that's it's DNS. It's www.dns-ok.us. Or it could be 
the government's trying to take over our computers by going to that website, <laughs> and they're actually going to take us all down. And it was just a conspiracy theory. Conspiracy. Yeah. I don't know what to make of it, Jerry.